Today is October the 13th. Today, we see the return from exile. Today, we begin to read the books of Ezra and Nehemiah. In Ezra chapter 1, we're told that King Cyrus uh, issued a decree that authorized the return from exile of any nation who had been taken exile. Chapter 2, we see the names of those who returned. And in chapter 3, uh, we have the reconstruction of the altar in Jerusalem. The temple is begun. The temple foundation is laid. And in chapter 3, verse 12, many of the older priests, Levites, and other leaders who had seen the first temple wept aloud when they saw the new temple's foundation. It was much smaller than the old temple. Uh, Ezekiel the prophet had prophesied the creation, the establishment of a massive temple but they couldn't do that. So they made a much smaller temple. Those who remember the first temple wept. In chapter 4, enemies begin to oppose the building of the temple. And in 424, work on the temple of God in Jerusalem stopped. And it remained at a standstill until the second year of the reign of King Darius of Persia. Today, let's read the first four chapters of the book of Ezra. Ezra 1-4, New Living Translation. Ezra 1. In the first year of King Cyrus of Persia, the Lord fulfilled the prophecy he had given through Jeremiah. He stirred the heart of Cyrus to put this proclamation in writing and to send it throughout his kingdom. This is what King Cyrus of Persia says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth. He's appointed me to build him a temple at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Any of you who are his people may go to Jerusalem and Judah to rebuild this temple of the Lord, the God of Israel who lives in Jerusalem, and may your God be with you. Wherever this Jewish remnant is found, let their neighbors contribute toward their expenses by giving them silver and gold, supplies for the journey and livestock, as well as a voluntary offering for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Then God stirred the hearts of the priests and Levites and the leaders of the tribes of Judah and Benjamin to go to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple of the Lord. All their neighbors assisted by giving them articles of silver and gold, supplies for the journey and livestock. They gave them many valuable gifts in addition to all the voluntary offerings. King Cyrus himself brought out all the articles that King Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the Lord's temple in Jerusalem and had placed in the temple of his own gods. Cyrus directed Mithridath, the treasurer of Persia, to count these items and present them to Sheshbazar, the leader of the exiles, returning to Judah. This is a list of the items that were returned. Gold basins, 30. Silver basins, a 1,000. Silver incense burners, 29. Gold bowls, 30. Silver bowls, 
410. Other items, a thousand. In all, there were 5,400 articles of gold and silver. Shisbashar brought all of these along when the exiles went from Babylon to Jerusalem. Ezra 2. Here's the list of the Jewish exiles in the provinces who returned from their captivity. King Nebuchadnezzar had deported them to Babylon, but now they returned to Jerusalem and the other towns in Judah where they originally lived. Their leaders were Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Sariah, Realiah, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mispar, Bigvai, Rehum, and Bana. This is the number of the men of Israel who returned from exile. The family of Parosh, 2,172. The family of Shephatiah, 372. The family of Ara, 775. The family of Pahath Moab, descendants of Jeshua and Joab, 2,812. The family of Elam, 1,254. The family of Zatu, 945. The family of Zakai, 760. The family of Bani, 642. The family of Bebai, 623. The family of Azgad, 1,222. The family of Adanakam, 666. The family of Bigvai, 2056. The family of Adin, 454. The family of Ater, descendants of Hezekiah, 98. The family of Bezai, 323. The family of Jorah, 112. The family of Hashum, 223. The family of Gibar, 95. The people of Bethlehem, 123. The people of Netophah, 56. The people of Anathoth, 128. The people of Beth Arzmaveth, 42. The people of Kiriath Jerem, Kafira, and Berot, 743. The people of Ramah and Geba, 621. The people of Michmash, 121. The people of Bethel and Ai, 223. The citizens of Nebo, 52. The citizens of Magbish, 156. The citizens of West Elam, 1,254. The citizens of Harim, 320. The citizens of Lod, Hadid, and Ono, 725. The citizens of Jericho, 345. The citizens of Sina, 3,630. These are the priests who returned from exile. The family of Jediah through the line of Jeshua, 973. The family of Immer, 1,052. The family of Pashur, 1,247. The family of Harim, 1,017. These are the Levites who returned from exile. The families of Jeshua and Kadbiel, descendants of Hodaviah, 74. The singers of the family of Asaph, 128. The gatekeepers of the families of Shalom, Ater, Talmon, Akub, Hatita, and Shobai, 139. The descendants of the following temple servants returned from exile. Ziha, 
Hasufa, Tabaoth, Keros, Sialcha, Padon, Lebana, Hagaba, Akub, Hagab, Shalmai, Hanan, Gedel, Gahar, Reaya, Rezin, Nekoda, Gazam, Uza, Paseha, Besai, Azna, Meunim, Nefusim, Bakbuk, Hakufa, Harhur, Bazluth, Mehida, Harsha, Barkos, Sisera, Tema, Neziah, and Hatepha. The descendants of these servants of King Solomon returned from exile. Sotai, Hasophereth, Peruda, Jala, Darkon, Gidel, Shephatiah, Hatil, Pokereth, Hazebayim, and Ami. In all the temple servants and the descendants of Solomon's servants, numbered 392. Another group returned at the t- this time from the towns of Telmela, Tel Harsha, Keruv, Adan, and Emer. However, they couldn't prove that they or their families were descendants of Israel. This group included the families of Deliah, Tobiah, and Nekoda, a total of 652 people. Three families of priests, Hobiah, Hakoz, and Barzillai, also returned. This Barzillai had married a woman who was a descendant of Barzillai of Gilead. He had taken her family name. They searched for their names in the geological records, but they were not found, so they were disqualified from serving as priests. The governor told them not to eat the priest's share of food from the sacrifices until a priest could consult the Lord about the matter by using the Urim and Thummim, the sacred lots. So a total of 42,360 people returned to Judah, in addition to 7,337 servants and 200 singers, both men and women. They took with them 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. When they arrived at the Temple of the Lord in Jerusalem, some of the family leaders made voluntary offerings toward the rebuilding of God's temple on its original site. Each leader gave as much as he could. The total of their gifts came to 61,000 gold coins, 6,250 pounds of silver, and a 100 robes for the priests. So the priests, the Levites, the singers, the gatekeepers, the temple servants, and some of the common people settled in villages near Jerusalem. The rest of the people returned to their own towns throughout Israel. Ezra 3 In early autumn, when the Israelites had settled into their towns, all the people assembled in Jerusalem with a unified purpose. Then Jeshua, son of Jehozadak, joined his fellow priest and Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, with his family in rebuilding the altar of the God of Israel. They wanted to sacrifice burnt offerings on it, as instructed in the law of Moses, the man of God. Even though the people were afraid of the local residents, they rebuilt the altar in its old site. Then they began to sacrifice burnt offerings on the altar to the Lord each morning and each evening. They celebrated the festival of shelters as prescribed in the law, sacrificing the number of burnt offerings specified for each day of the festival. They also offered the regular burnt offerings and the offerings 
required for the new moon celebrations and the annual festivals as prescribed by the Lord. The people also gave voluntary offerings to the Lord. Fifteen days before the festival of shelters began, the priest had begun to sacrifice burnt offerings to the Lord. This was even before they had started to lay the foundation of the Lord's temple. Then the people hired masons and carpenters and bought cedar logs from the people of Tyre and Sidon, paying them with food, wine, and olive oil. The logs were brought down from the Lebanon mountains and floated along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea to Joppa, for King Cyrus had given permission for this. The construction of the temple of God began in mid-spring, during the second year after they arrived in Jerusalem. The workforce was made up of everyone who had returned from exile, including Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, Jeshua, son of Jehozadak, and his fellow priests and all the Levites. The Levites, who were twenty years old or older, were put in charge of rebuilding the Lord's temple. The workers at the temple of God were supervised by Jeshua with his sons and relatives, and Kadmiel and his sons, all descendants of Hodaviah. They were helped in this task by the Levites of the family of Hanadad. When the builders completed the foundation of the Lord's temple, the priests put on their robes and took their places to blow the trumpets. And the Levites, descendants of Asaph, clashed with cymbals to praise the Lord, just as King David had prescribed. With praise and thanks, they sang this song to the Lord. He is so good. His faithful love for Israel endures forever. Then all the people gave a great shout, praising the Lord because the foundation of the Lord's temple had been laid. But many of the older priests, Levites, and other leaders who had seen the first temple wept aloud when they saw the new temple's foundation. The others, however, were shouting for joy. The joyful shouting and weeping mingled together in a loud noise that could be heard far in the distance. Ezra 4 the enemies of Judah and Benjamin heard that the exiles were rebuilding a temple to the Lord, the God of Israel. So they approached Zerubbabel and the other leaders and said, Let us build with you, for we worship your God just as you do. We've sacrificed to him ever since King Esarhaddon of Assyria brought us here. But Zerubbabel, Jeshua, and the other leaders of Israel replied, You may have no part in this work. We alone will build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, just as King Cyrus of Persia commanded us. Then the local residents tried to discourage and frighten the people of Judah to keep them from their work. They bribed agents to work against them and to frustrate their plans. This went on during the entire reign of King Cyrus of Persia and lasted until King Darius of Persia took the throne. Years later, when Xerxes began his reign, the enemies of Judah wrote a letter of accusation against the people of Judah and Jerusalem. Even later, during the reign of King Artaxerxes of Persia, the enemies of Judah, led by Bishlam, Midrithah, and Tabil, sent a letter to Artaxerxes in the Aramaic language, and it was translated for the king. Rehub the governor and Shimshai, the court secretary, wrote the letter, telling King Artaxerxes about the situation in Jerusalem. They greeted the king for all their colleagues, the judges and local leaders, the people of Tarpel, the Persians, the Babylonians, and the people of Erech and Susa, that is, Elam. 
They also sent greetings from the rest of the people whom the great and noble Ashurbanipal had deported and relocated in Samaria and throughout the neighboring lands of the province west of the Euphrates River. This is a copy of their letter. To King Artaxerxes, from your loyal subjects in the province west of the Euphrates River. The king should know that the Jews who came here to Jerusalem from Babylon are building this rebellious and evil city. They've already laid the foundation and will soon finish its walls. The king should know that if this city is rebuilt and its walls are completed, it will be much to your disadvantage, for the Jews will then refuse to pay their tribute customs and tolls to you. Since we are your loyal subjects and do not want to see the king dishonored in this way, we've sent the king this information. We suggest that a search be made in your ancestors' records, where you'll discover what a rebellious city this has been in the past. In fact, it was destroyed because of its long and troublesome history of revolt against the kings and countries who controlled it. We declare to the king that if this city is rebuilt and its walls are completed, the province west of the Euphrates River will be lost to you. Then King Artaxerxes sent this reply to Rehum the governor, Shimshai the court secretary, and their colleagues living in Samaria and throughout the province west of the Euphrates River. Greetings. The letter you sent has been translated and read to me. I ordered a search of the records and have found that Jerusalem has indeed been a hotbed of insurrection against many kings. In fact, rebellion and revolt are normal there. Powerful kings have ruled over Jerusalem and the entire province west of the Euphrates River, receiving tribute, customs, and tolls. Therefore, issue orders to have these men stop their work. That city must not be rebuilt except at my express command. Be diligent. Don't neglect this matter, for we must not permit the situation to harm the king's interests. When this letter from King Artaxerxes was read to Rehum Shimshai and their colleagues, they hurried to Jerusalem. Then, with the show of strength, they forced the Jews to stop building. So the work on the temple of God in Jerusalem had stopped, and it remained at a standstill until the second year of the reign of King Darius of Persia. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow we'll hear the Lord say, Rebuild.